copy. Psalm 33. We did 31 and 32 last week. We'll pick up here. Verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Rejoicing in the Lord. That we have something to rejoice of. That you know what he's done in our lives. Um, there, there's salvation we can rejoice in. There's joy that God gives us joy that we can uh, rejoice. There's a lot for us to rejoice about. There's a uh, just, just, just think. Uh, you know what does we we studied it this morning um, it, where where uh, we we reference back to Isaiah five where the Lord says you know what more could I have done. And just that that song uh, by uh, Tree Sixty Three. Look what you've done for me. You know, there there's nothing the Lord owes us. You know, so that we can always reflect on what He's done for us and uh, and rejoice. You know, in the Lord. And it's not always going to be easy for us to rejoice. Uh, there are going to be times where we don't want to sing, we don't want to lift our hands or whatever. But uh, you know, rejoicing in the Lord. Oh, you righteous. Now. Um, if we haven't thought of ourselves as righteous, same thing as if we haven't thought of ourselves as saints, we are because of our stance with Christ, because of what Christ has done uh, for us and, uh, and because we have a relationship with him. That's what makes us saints. Um, the Catholic Church, you have to have, there's a whole list of things. You've got to be voted into sainthood. Uh, there has to be miracles attributed to your name. There's a lot that has to happen. You know, I have a hard time believing that the Apostle Paul, when he was writing to the saints uh, at a specific place, that they had all done those things and been voted in, right? So, so no, it, that's not how it is. You know, it, it's it's those that are standing in Christ. And it's the same thing for righteous. I don't know about you guys. I don't know how many times I've looked in the mirror, not many, and I've gone, oh, this is someone who's who stands righteous in front of God. We do because of what Christ has done for us, so we can stand righteous. You know, uh, when when we when we meditate on some of these things that we might just read over quickly, um, they're they're pretty powerful. For praise comes from uh, praise from the upright is beautiful. There should be praise coming from us, and that it is a beautiful act of worship that comes from our lives. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. There was, um, it's it's funny that I, I know I've brought this up before, but um, the conversation I had with a brother of ours that attends uh, the, uh, uh, I don't know if it's Old Town Christian Fellowship, but it's, it's a Calvary Chapel in Old Town. And he had told me that one of his uh, relatives told him that it was unbiblical to use instruments to sing to God. It's it's as silly as it is. It, it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Those instruments were invented by God. <laughs> he used he put that in the heart of man to praise him to lift songs to him. 
the, when when we try to par- start, not even we, because that that's it's not biblical at all. But when mankind tries to put restraints that are not biblical on worship, uh, you can answer to God for that. I'm not going to. You know what? I, my answer to him was, "All right, man. It was really quick." I said, "Just tell him to t- Psalm. Uh, tell him to turn to Psalm 150, hand it to him, and say you need to be in the Word more, and don't even waste your time." You know, the the these things were created. Music was created so that we can praise our Savior. Uh, okay, look at little kids when they hear music, right? You ever seen a newborn baby? You know, maybe not newborn, but when they get a little bit old, you start hearing some music, they start getting excited. My dog, my dog. When I pulled out my guitar, I had no idea he loves music, but I play my guitar and he starts like getting excited and jump. He loves music. You know, God invented music. We're supposed to praise his name and we're supposed to lift uh, songs to him. You know, praise the Lord with, we don't really play harps much. I mean, some people play the harp. That's, that's cool for them. But, uh, but, you know, we can uh, consider, we'll call it stringed instruments, you know, with, with the harp, make melody to him with instruments of 10 strings. Now, that's a lot. I can tell you, I play an instrument of, of six strings. Uh, Corey plays bass. It's an instrument of, of four strings. I, my mind gets a little warped when I hear somebody's playing a guitar with seven strings or uh, a five or six string bass and these, all these things, because I don't, I don't have that understanding of music theory and I don't. I don't have all those things. Music is very intricate. Have you ever thought of how how did music get invented? You know, we know that the Lord did it, but like, like so I'm going to put tension on something and bang, bang. Wait a minute. That sounds right. And then I'm going to do another one. So uh, if you look at my guitar, uh, the, the bass string on top is an E. And it's an E, A, D, G, B, A, uh, G, B, E. So the thick string has a lower sound and then it's a little thinner and that's an A and then a D. So if I play that by itself and it's in tune, so at, at the space that it's at and at the tension that it's at, that, that, and those strings all at the proper tension. And if I'm pressing down, uh, at the, at the right spot that you guys have heard me do it before, I'm sure where I press the wrong thing, you know, and, or my hand won't work and I can't push the, 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 the strings down, it sounds off, right? But think of, of, of how miraculous music is. That, right? Right? I mean, just, just somebody, a luthier, you know, so who, who was the first luthier? I don't know. But they put together a box or something, and I, I, maybe that's a cool uh, study to look at. Put together a box with some strings, and they, oh, wait, you know what? What if we put a hole in this and it was empty? And inside that guitar, I'm just using a guitar. There's so many more intricate um, uh, uh, instruments out there. My, it's the end of the day. My brain's starting to shut off. So if you guys, you're used to me, anyways. Um, but but that that when you hit that string, that sound goes in and resonates through that sound hole and comes out and pushes it out. And, and inside that, there are all kinds of, you know, there's, there's the shape of the guitar. And, and if you want a big booming sound, you're going to have a bigger guitar. If you want, a, you know, a higher sound, the guitar is going to be smaller. And uh, it's, it, you think of how perfect that needs to be. And then the wood that's in that. The wood has to be, so I have to put something in my guitar to keep the wood right. So I've got to keep it humidified to the right to the right point so that it doesn't get too dry or it doesn't have too much moisture which will modify the sound all uh, you you think of that's just one one thing that's just one instrument 
and you think of all these instruments that are out there, uh, you know, uh, sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy that when we're playing that guitar, you know, it took me years to get to a point where I was comfortable playing the guitar. And I've told you before, when I was learning to play, it hurts your fingers till you get your calluses on your front and trying to get your fingers a dexterity to do what you want them to do. And then you're playing the best you can and all you hear is dead strings and buzz. That will drive you nuts. And as a young 20-something-year-old, that anger was welling up in me and I wanted to smash that guitar on multiple. Jen witnessed it. Jen witnessed it so many times where I'm like, oh, I'm done. You know, but, but as we... As we just press on and 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 just keep going, keep going. Eventually, what you come to is the easiest. The easiest note to play is an E minor. It takes two fingers on two strings, right? So I, I, I we put them right there. It's got a really cool um, uh, kind of a, a sorrowful full sound, okay. And then if you if you move your, those fingers back. Uh, down one string each, and then you uh, with with this finger. If I'm touching the on the next, so those lines on there are frets. Uh, so the the rectangles within the neck of the guitar, and I put my my finger there. Then I play an A minor, and it's cool when you put those two strings together. It sounds like a, a a low sounding, almost a sad song, but there's so much in there. And then you know, or you can brighten it up, and you can play like a D and a G. And those are the brighter things that you hear a lot in our worship songs. That was all put together by God. That's just one instrument, right? And Susan, you play the, the, the piano, right? You know, and, and she could say, I can't even explain how many, how many keys are on a piano. It's not like 88, 88. So 88. So she knows them all. I'm sure. And that, that all makes sense. C D E F G A B C C D E F G A B C right? I don't know. There's probably some Fs and minors and there's all kinds of those. But music is a pattern. And and as you as you learn it, uh, it gets exciting. So if you don't know music and you want to, just dive into it and try it. But our that we can meet here, that that we can strum a piece of wood with some metal strings on it. And that it makes this joyous sound to the Lord as we play those things and we lift our hearts to the Lord. The, it, don't mistake that for, I mean, that, that's a, that was a miraculous invention from the Lord. That we can use that to praise God. For somebody to say that we should not use that is just unbiblical and wrong. It's we are to praise God. Okay, so what else do we do with it? You know, do we use it as a hammer? Like, do we, do we burn all the guitars? I mean, I, I don't even think of that, that weird legalism, where that goes. What do, you, what do you do? I mean, do we all walk around with gray clothes on and, you know, uh, and, 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 right? You know, so, oh, well, you can't, uh, you know, Will has taught here that some believe that you can't mix, um, uh, even in, in this day, you can't mix uh, the, the fabrics uh, of, of your shirts. And oh, that's exhausting, you know? God's concerned on what's going on in our hearts, guys. That's what God's concerned about. And he wants us to play these. these. If there's one we're going to play guitars to and lift our voices to, bang it on those drums. You think of the circumference of those drums and how deep they are, that those can be tuned. And if they don't, they're not tuned, they don't sound right. It all has, As soon as everything sounds good, and then you get in the right timing, and everybody's on the right timing, and then it's a joyous melody that we're supposed to praise God with music. That's what it's for. 
I don't think that's a popular thing. Uh, I haven't heard that stance from a lot of people, but if you hear it, just give them Psalm 150, take them to Psalm 33, tell them to read verses two and three and walk away, you know, and just say, you need to spend more time in the word because what else are we, uh, the, the argument was, well, there's no, uh, there's no new Testament uh, reference to somebody playing a, a, an instrument. Have you read revelation? Have you, you know, it just, I don't know the instruments of our voices. They're instruments. So don't mistake me for just attacking that weird thing. It's uh, There's also just a joy in thanking the Lord for ways that we can praise him, that we can, because, you know, a lot of us aren't going to be comfortable singing, but when we can gather together in his name and sing of his wondrous love for us, that's, uh, that's something powerful, right? Verse 4, for the Lord, the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. So uh, uh, yesterday in my readings in Proverbs, I encourage you, if you don't make it a, um, a habit, read a proverb a day. Uh, and when I say read a chapter of Proverbs a day. So that means that every month uh, you're reading through the book of Proverbs you might have to do two, you know, or in February, that might mess you up a little bit. You might, might have to stack them up a little bit, right? But every 30-day month, you can read a, a chapter in Proverbs and be blessed by it. Yesterday starts off with dishonest gains are in uh, with uh, Proverbs 11, verse 1. says, dishonest scales, dishonest gain, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, uh, but a just weight is his delight. So when you look at a, uh, a verse like this, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. Why would you have dishonest gains? So that you can appear uh, dishonest gains. I don't know why I keep saying that. Dishonest scales because you're trying to rip somebody off. Yeah, that's why somebody would have a dishonest scale. That they would that they would right tip it in their way. Oh, hey, you want a pound of something? And you're giving them a three quarters of a pound. Guys, last night, uh, we uh, Ashley had uh, the a conference championship track meet that uh, got over. We left early and we got home at ten o'clock. She got home at two this morning. And uh, as we're driving home, Jen goes, "We're out of water." And uh, so we, I'm like, "Oh, we'll just stop at the gas station and grab some water." Pull in. I'm I'm looking for water. I'm like, "Oh, here's a gallon of water." And I bring it up there. Rings it in. Four twenty nine. A gallon of water. Four twenty nine. We are, this world is insane. I got in the car and I'm like, I just paid almost $5 for a gallon of water. What's that? Yeah. It's crazy. Of course, they've got me, you know, because our water at home is not good drinking water and everything. And, and we ran out of water and I'm like, oh, you know, we, we got to have water. So I stop and I'm like, they're awful. Yeah. Right. And, and think of, and you think of the mindset behind that. Hey, who, who hit the button to say, hey, we're going to charge people $3.99. Actually, I think, it, I don't know if they even tax water. Four, we'll just say it was $4.29 flat. I'm going to charge four. That's more than gas for a gallon of water. Tell me that's not gouging. Tell me that's not wrong, right? A dishonest scale would be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, 
I'm just going to st- point whatever I can. And, and, and uh, did I say gain again? Please no. If I say gain, okay, I said scale. Okay. Um, a, a, a dishonest scale is always going to work toward the person that's selling so that they can take advantage of the person that's, that's p- spending the money thinking they're getting more uh, than they're really getting. You know, that, that is an abomination uh, to the Lord. But a just weight is his delight. When we look at a verse like here in verse 4, where it says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The Lord loves righteousness. He loves justice. Uh, when when we see the injustices of these this world, uh, he does not love those. He hates those things. They're an abomination to him. But when the right thing is done, he loves it, and and rightfully so. Right? If 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 we're seeking justice, uh, we're we're never going to find uh, more of a righteous judge than God. And oftentimes, when it comes to the salvation of our soul, we just want mercy and grace. But if we want the Lord to, uh, how many times did P, uh, did um, uh, David, as he's writing these, like, Lord, you know, I didn't do what they said I did. You know, you know, judge me according to your, to my, the righteousness, the the cleanliness of my hands. And when he when he's writing, that, he's like, I'm innocent of what I'm being uh, being uh, accused of. The Lord loves righteousness uh, and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. You know, those, all the, the craziness, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, yeah, you serve God. Well, where's God in this broken world and, and all this stuff happening, all these? That's the wickedness of man. You can't say the wickedness of man is, is a, a fault of God because that's disobedience to God's word. We can't, we can't put those things on the same level and say, oh, so God's responsible for this man's wickedness. No, he's responsible for his wickedness and he'll answer to the Lord. But God is is righteous and true, and and this is this is His demand. He set the bar here, you know. And if 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 that's not going to be kept, then whoever is is breaking that uh, will answer to that. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Verse six: By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of His mouth. He gathers the water of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. You know, the word of the Lord, uh, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. That God spoke everything into existence. We've studied that in depth together several times. The, uh, I, I have uh, recently listened to, you guys know I'm not a scientist, but when I hear more and more that modern day science is moving away from uh, a, a teaching such as evolution because it's being disproved at this level, at this level, at this level, uh, and more are moving toward intelligent design, that there's an intelligent designer. Somebody put this together. And, and when uh, everybody can in, in these communities can look at DNA and it's just blowing their minds. Uh, that that it's moving towards okay. There's an intelligent designer. It's an alien. You know, it's somebody, right? That, that's the that's some of so that's some of what the answers uh, are coming uh, that come out is there's. A, I wonder who the designer is. It's an intelligent life form that we don't know about. No, you do. You're just rejecting uh, the the scripture here. By the word of the Lord, the heavens are made, and uh, it says, and all the host of them. 
by the breath of his mouth, that God spoke. We see that in, uh, in uh, Genesis 1. That God spoke and, you know, let there be light. Boom, there's light. And let there be, and he's just saying these things and it's happening because he can command these things. He has command over all these things. He's all powerful and he can say what is, he says. He, his word goes out and accomplishes his will. We know those things. Isaiah 55, right? He gathers the waters uh, of the seas together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Think of the, the the mighty power of of water. Have you ever have you ever watched? Um, what's crazy is you see these big swells that people will surf through. These big, I mean, and then you see it collapse on them, and you're like, how does somebody come out of that? How does somebody come out of that's all controlled by the Lord? The Lord tells the waters where they stop. The the Lord is in control of all these things. I mean, you just look around at creation, and uh, I mean, we're we're here on the coast. We can see the waters. When we had the, um, uh, when we've had some pretty big windstorms this uh, this winter, I've been pretty amazed. You know, working on the coast, and I'll go down uh, to the waterfront. Uh, there were times where that water's coming up over and taking over a whole parking lot, and I'm taking pictures and sending it to my boss. Like, check this out. They're like, I've never seen that before. You know, when, when, when you, you think of God has control, even when, I mean, how are we going to stop that? What are we going to do? But remember Jesus at walking on the water, this big storm, everything's going crazy. And at his, at his command, it all stops. Everybody's jaw just hits the bottom of you know, the, the floor of the boat. Boom. You know, it must've been like, doom, 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 as their jaws are hitting, you know, just think of, of what they went through, you know, that the Lord has control of all these things. Verse 8, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. You know, fearing the Lord. There, there should be, um, the, I've heard it uh, you know, said in everything that God, God doesn't want us to be afraid. No, we should have the fear that, that, that God... Um, he wants to be our father. There should always be that, you know what? That's a God of all creation. Because the teachings that, that are coming from the pulpit are Jesus wants to be your friend. And, you know, Jesus is going to go do this with you. And he's going to do that with you. And, and yes, God, he wants that, that fellowship with us. But if, if we dethrone God trying to reach uh, reach people and say, hey, you know, he's not really, uh, he's not really, you know, don't look at him as God. Look at him as, as just, just look at him as a best friend. Okay. What if somebody's only experienced, uh, what if somebody's just a bad friend and they're like, oh, best friend. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, I, I don't really care I, it, because that's the approach that can happen. Right. If we lose the understanding of who the God of the universe is and the power that he has, you know, we can get, hey, big guy, I got something to pray to you about. You know, we can, we can, we can also be very flippant about that and also uh, not respect him as we should. We have to respect him as the creator of the universe. When it says, let all the earth fear the Lord, there should be God. You know how people say, God fearing person. They're God fearing. What's funny, though, is I've heard of God fearing and then I'm like, they were Christians. They were following the Lord. And, and it, it's because that maybe they were a nice person, 
But somebody who fears the Lord is going to say, this one has the power over whether I live or die. <laughs> this one, uh, that he gives me my breath. We, that, we should have that, wow. But what we really want in our life is that friendship with the Lord. We, we want that, uh, that reverence for the Lord. But God's calling us to that relationship with him. That, that we would still have that, but we would have that father. That he's our father. And that he wants to be our father and that he makes us his children. Let all the earth fear the Lord. I mean, look at our nation right now. You know, if you, if you think of the, the state of our nation right now, it is not one that fears the Lord. As a nation, there are, there are some here that love the Lord and everybody. As a nation, we're just like, hey, we're just doing whatever we want to do. And, and, and we're creating uh, as a nation... Uh, a God that anybody wants to, you know, worship the God of your choosing or whatever. And, and, um, you know, sometimes you'll hear at the right time, Hey, our thoughts and prayers, right? Remember the football player. Okay. That's all gone now. Right. Damar Hamlin. Um, that that's, that's all like now they're back to, Oh, you know, our condolences, our thoughts, you know, it's, it's though it's when it's convenient, that's when we can turn to the Lord and, and, and go to him as God. Uh, and that's a, we're we're in a awful spot uh, as a nation. We we have rejected our Creator, and <clears throat> look at the the violent spiral we're in right now, just going downward. I mean, uh, you, you're just hearing of of chaos after chaos after chaos uh, happening, and murder, and uh, you know, all these things that are happening, and it's not even shocking anymore. It's not shocking. It, it should bring a huge alarm to any American's heart that we're not shocked at something like a mass shooting. That we're not uh, shocked when you're finding out of atrocities that have happened. Oh, did you hear about that? Do you guys, you remember when Columbine happened, right? That was, that was like, wow. And now it's like, oh, I didn't even know. You know, there's, there's school shooting. They're not even like, they're barely putting it on the news now. It's because this nation no longer fears the Lord. And we're not, no longer teaching the Bible in, in, in our schools. And our, our, this nation has said, you know what, we're, we're going to, to go this way. Uh, and uh, we're, we're just, you know, we're going to still sing God bless America. Uh, and we might do the Pledge of Allegiance and include God's name. In some cases, in others, but we won't. Don't you chaplains, don't you pray in the name of Jesus. You know, the, what this nation was founded on. And as the further we, we drift from that, the more chaotic this world gets and this country gets. We're in a bad spot. The fear of the Lord. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Because he's the one that we should be standing in awe of. Have you ever like noticed when you are amazed at somebody's talent? I mean, somebody, like, you're like, oh, that is, that's crazy. That somebody's that talented at whatever they're doing. And you can you look at that so much more the Lord. I mean, astronomically more the Lord. That we can look at, again, I know I used the sunset as uh, a sunrise just this morning, just in awe, saying, Yeah, thanks for your faithfulness, Lord. As I'm driving, driving to, to church this morning. Just that reminder, something about that sunrise that reminds us of, of his faithfulness. You know, it's a new day. That we can start. And isn't it funny that we just laid our head down for six, eight hours, 
some of us it's like three, others it's like twelve or whatever. But we laid our head down when we woke up. It's a it's a new start, isn't it? it? Have you ever thought of that? But it's that that cycle that's happening here. And as we see the sunrise, and here we are on the eastern seaboard, and we get those beautiful sunrises. We're the first to see it, you know, and, and just ah, that we'd stand in awe of God and who He is. For He spoke and it was done, and He commanded. And it stood fast. The, the power of the word of the Lord is, is, uh, is continuing to be the theme. Started back in verse 6. And he spoke and it was done. Um, yeah, that's, that's how the Lord works. It's not like he spoke and, and uh, nothing happened. You know, we, we can do that. You know, uh, there are, I, I, I know I use my dog a lot, as a, but I can look right at him. Even today. I look out. We went and visited my dad this afternoon, and uh, and I'm watching Coda in the backyard, and I see him start running, and I'm like, he's running at something. Open the door, hey, and he stops, and he's like not paying attention to me at all at one point, and I'm like, he wants to go over and play with a neighbor's dog, you know, and he does very well. He stays where I tell him to stay and, and everything, but there's that, you know, so he's not hearing any. So when I'm speaking. It's not registering with him at all. He's just standing there, and I'm going, Coda, I'm slapping my hands and everything. He, I got socks on because I opened the door. I ran out on my dad's porch, and he, and I'm like, I'm going to get my feet wet, and I don't have socks with me and everything. My voice was falling dead on his ears. He wasn't listening at all. You know, when the Lord speaks, whatever he says happens. You know, I'm just a human being and, uh, you know, made up of 17, 17 elements that are the same thing in the dirt and Water, you know, we're what, 75% water? Yeah, what, I, what I can say is only going to go so far. When the Lord speaks, you know, he spoke and it was done. Commanded and it stood fast. And he controls the waters. When he spoke, the, the earth came into existence. Verse 10, the Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart's heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen, and his own inheritance. You know, the Lord brings to, to the counsel of the nations to nothing. You know, when, when you look at Psalm 2, you know, why do the nations rage and plot, a, you know, have that vain plot like they're going to overtake uh, God and everything? There, there's nothing that man can do to stand against God. There's, you guys have seen movies of like, cataclysmic disaster, right? Where water's just, uh, have you ever seen uh, something uh, where, where you, uh, like a tidal wave coming in and just, whoosh, you know, when, when there's, there's nothing we're going to do when even something like that happens. When the rage of the Lord and when everything's under his power, it, there's, there's nothing we can do. The Lord himself brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. They can, as they reject him, make whatever plans they want, and God is going to mock them. God will mock their plans, and it says the counsel of the Lord stands for his counsel stands forever. So you can go do whatever you, you, you think you got everything squared away. You got everything. You're going to turn from me and, and, uh, and not respect me. Uh, you know, you're, I'm not going to be your God. Watch where that gets you. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. It says the plans of, of his heart to all generations. You know, that's, that's that all the way through. There's, there's nothing we can do 
to change who God is and his count. There's, there's nothing that can be done. There's nothing that nations can be. It can be just rejected. And look what happens. Look at verse 12. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. Look at the opposite side of that, right? What's the opposite side? If God is not their God, then cursed is a nation whose, whose God is not there. There's the implication there. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen, excuse me, as his own inheritance. You know, this nation, this nation here once stood on the promises of God as a nation. You know, I'm surprised. I'm honestly shocked. Our money still says in God we trust because I've I, I don't know about you guys. You ever looked at new money and gone like, ah, is it still there? Right. And I'm just waiting to see what it says. It can say whatever it wants. A lot of times when you look at that, it's just empty words. You know, we don't as a nation trust in the Lord. We we have turned our hearts far from him. Guys. Look at look at the biggest thing, the, the biggest political um, uh, turning point of this last election was whether babies are going to be aborted or not. Wasn't that the like the main thing that was being brought up? According to the scripture, that shouldn't even be an argument. When you look at the scripture that, that we are made in God's image. This nation needs to repent and come back. And we've discussed this before. You've heard Will say this for years, that it needs to start with the church. The Christian church, that church that's following Christ. If we're acting like everybody else in the world, there's not... I, I, who was it that just showed me uh, before church? Uh, wasn't, it, wasn't it you, Edna, that showed me the, the revival at, uh, at a college? If somebody showed me... Uh, What's that? Amanda. Amanda showed me that, that, amen. I would love to see revival, especially in the young hearts, uh, because God, they're, they're, let us not be uh, deceived. They know their hearts are empty. They know their hearts are empty. Just because, just like us, when we didn't walk with the Lord, they know their hearts are empty. They, know, they may not know the right answer, but they know there's something they need. And when they hear the gospel, just like us, when we, but that, oh, oh Lord, let it be so that this, that, that the gospel would spread like wildfire. There'd be a great, another great awakening, right? Man, America's just on that snooze button right now. Hitting the snooze, hitting the snooze. The snooze button doesn't even work anymore, right? The hammer's pounded it too much that the alarm has just stopped and everybody's like, I don't care. Just let me be entertained. Let me be on my phone and play this and do that. And the, oh man, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. When when we can read those old Old Testament accounts of of when Israel is following the Lord and they they're experiencing uh, great victory, and then they get their head puffed up in pride. Or, or they get to a point where they're uh, serving idols and it's right through the floor again and they're doing this and those those things. Now, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own inheritance. That we, uh, as a nation, would have a relationship with God. Verse 13. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. That the Lord is watching. 
that God that God is walking, watching. When you look at, at scriptures where it says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro, right? Just he's he's the Lord is watching. And it says from uh, from the place of his dwelling, he looks on the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He, he's made every heart. That that, that that everybody walking, he considers all their works. Look at verse 16. No king is saved by the multitude. Oh, we'll, sorry, we'll stay with 15. I was getting ahead of myself without. That, that the Lord is watching. That the Lord is aware of what is happening. That the Lord is. Uh, he, he's, I, I just, like I said, I love verses like that. That say the Lord, it, you know, who, who can I show myself strong to? That, uh, the eyes of the Lord. Looking from heaven. Looking here. He's, he's that concerned. He, he loves each and every one of us that he's looking. He fashions their hearts individually. Each person individually, the Lord fashions their hearts. Each person individually. It's not like he like whipped up a bunch of hearts and then just, boom, you know, mass production of hearts just flying out and all those things. He, he fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. Talking about the conduct of our hearts. I mean, yes, there's a physical heart. Uh, but there's the conduct of their hearts. He concerns, uh, he considers all their works. Verse 16, no king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. What we see here are, are the weaknesses of trusting in these things, like an army. Uh, a mighty man is not delivered by his great strength. And it was talking about how strong a horse is. saw a video um, this week of a, a woman getting bit by one horse and then stomped on by the other. And just think of a horse, how strong they are, and that, that thing would kick and boom, stomp you right in the chest. That's a powerful thing. And you saw that? Yeah. Yeah, somebody, I don't know, somebody shared it with me. My, my sister is a, is a horse lover, and I sent that to her, and she's like, oh, my goodness. She's been around horses. She's had to deal with them. Think of the, the might of a, of a horse when you've got to shoe that thing. And I've watched people, I don't know, they, get a, they, they get that foot here, and they're doing whatever they want. You know, there's a lot of power there. Look, think of the, the, the multitude of an army. Think of the might of a strong man and think of a horse and all those things. It's vain to think of any of those things for safety. Every one of those can fail. How many times have we seen mighty armies fail? Right? 185,000 Assyrians done in one night. God took care of them all. You cannot trust in those things. Have to trust in the Lord. You know, a mighty man uh, is not delivered by by great strength. You know, a horse uh, is a vain hope for safety. You know, I I can I can put all my hope and uh, safety in my truck and drive 120 miles an hour down the road and go. I got steel in front of me. I'm good, right? It's gonna fail at some point. If that is what I'm relying on for my safety, I have problems. These things fail every day, right? They they just do. You know, if for us, uh, for us to uh, to trust in the Lord, 
that that he would uh, be our strength, that he would be the one. Uh, Jeremiah uh, 17.5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, right? Jeremiah 17.5. That when there's anything that, because when we say, oh, this is going to be, the, this is what I need. Uh, this is going to be the strength I need. Now, we can even put it uh, into a different light. Any of us that trust in something else to be, oh, you know what, I, I can't make it through, through the day without this, without this substance, without this, uh, uh, this uh, thing available to me. When we put anything at that point where that's going to be where we draw our strength from, it's always going to be vain. It's always going to be empty. It will always fail. It will deceive us that it's fulfilling and that it's going to give us what we need. But ultimately, it's going to fail because it's not the Lord. We can't trust anything like we trust the Lord. You know, the, the king can have a multitude and army around him. Uh, just, just think in the scripture, there's, there's the random arrow that strikes the king. You know what I mean? Just, hey, just, and it's done. And it was all foretold of, right? You can trust it. You can put up big fortresses, even spiritually. We can, you know, I, I'm, I'm good. I've, I've done all these things. I've covered all these bases. And, oh, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't think of that, right? All those things that we can trust in, just trusting in the Lord. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver uh, any by its great strength. Verse 18, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. He sees everything, but there's a special, you can put it as the apple of the eye. You can, there's, there's a special gaze on the Lord for his children. And he's, he's watching. He wants to show himself strong. You know, on those who hope in his mercy, it says, uh, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. And why is it there? To deliver their soul from death. Their soul from death, right? Our bodies, we might experience death. But that's the worst that can happen to us here. That's it. That's like the worst thing is uh, we stop breathing. Now, yeah, it sounds pretty. I mean, none of us really, I don't think, want to just die right now, right? You know, just <laughs> be in a spot here. Going to get somebody in trouble over here. No. But uh, to, be, to be in that spot where, you know, as we're walking, yes, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord, all those things. But we want God's mercy, you know, we, we, we want uh, that time. I know for me, I've got a family that I love, and I, I, want to, I want to be here. Unless we're raptured and they're coming with me, you know, I want to be here. I want to be here. I, I've got three daughters to walk down the aisle. You know, I've got my, my wife and I, and I was, I was blessed. I'm going to embarrass her a little bit. But she kind of, we were just driving. She's like, it's, it, you know, isn't it a blessing we're growing old together? You know, we started out as kids. You know, we got married. She was 19. I was 20. Now she's 42. I'm 40. And, you know, supposed to say somebody's age. She's good with it. I love, it. you know, <laughs> right, right. But we've we've spent more time together than we than we did apart. And we're, we're growing through this life together as fast as it's going by. 
You know, when the Lord calls us, he calls us. We don't, you know, he, he's going to call us and everything. But, oh, I know that the deliverance of my soul rests in God. That's, that's, that's where our peace is. That as we are, are uh, trusting in the Lord for our salvation, we don't have to worry about anything. That the Lord is is His eye is on us who fear Him and and uh, we hope for His mercy and that He'll deliver our soul from death. Uh, and uh, what it says here and to keep uh, keep them alive in famine. <laughs> you know, just just think of the craziness and be like, Lord, I don't know what's happening in this earth, but I pray that You'd preserve us, preserve me. If He doesn't, absent from the body from the bodies, be present with the Lord. We know He's there, but we can still trust in Him. This next verse reminds me of the, the Jeremy Camp song, you know, um, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, which uh, which he got from the Psalms. But it says, um, uh, our, uh, well, from the scripture, uh, verse 20 says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield uh, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. You know, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our strength. Yeah, I, I read that that verse from Jeremiah uh, 17 to you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, read it to you one more time um, here. The the difference of heart here. It says Jeremiah 17:5. Thus says the Lord: Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. And the problem is his heart has departed from the Lord, whose heart departs from the Lord. He shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness and a salt land which is not inhabited. doesn't sound like a pleasant place to be. You know, Our souls wait for the Lord. He is our help. He is our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. That we, we can trust in the Lord, uh, that he is going to uh, to preserve us. He's going to strengthen us, and uh, he's going to be the one uh, to sustain us You know, as we trust in him. It's not like there's an empty trust in the Lord. There's an empty trust in man. There's an empty trust in an army. There's an empty trust in strength. There's an empty trust in something like uh, 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 the strength of of a, of a horse. Oh, this will get me away. This horse is fast and strong. And oh, oh, hey, I didn't think that uh, that oh, it's got a broken leg. You know, there there all those things. But oh, you know, we can trust in the Lord, uh, and and He will be our help. He will be our shield. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. That we want the Lord's mercy. Oh God, we cry. <clears throat> I don't know about you, but usually before long trips. You know, we as a family will pray for God's traveling mercies as we drive, you know, and and unfortunately, most of the time it's so routine for me. I can get in my car, drive to work and not even, you know, I usually every day will pray to the Lord, you know, watch over us and and bless us, protect us, get us all together again at the end of the evening and keep us from harm or evil and everything. Uh, there are some days that I, you know, and it's not like the Lord's not going to do that if I forget to pray that in a day because I'm in a row, but, but that we would make it a habit because it's a reminder for us of who we trust in, the one that that is uh, we're asking for mercy from, that he would give us his mercies. We want the Lord's mercies in our life. life. We want his grace. We want his mercy. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Lord, we, our faith and trust in, is in you. By your mercy, please just cover us. 
That's good. This is this is a powerful psalm uh, to read, and uh, there's there's so much here, um, as with everything else in here. But I, I'm I'm particularly blessed by this one. Let's pray, Father. We are so blessed that Lord, there's uh, that you are all powerful. Uh, that everything, Lord, was created by your word. You're all powerful, yet you are uh, can can touch us. Uh, so tenderly, Lord, that you wouldn't, uh, you know, break uh, that 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 tender reed. Lord, we can come to you so so fragile, and as as powerful as you are, Lord, that uh, you you can also be uh, so tender with us. And Lord, you can speak powerfully to our hearts and correct us. And Lord, you can whisper to us when we need to hear your voice in a soft way. You're everything that we need, Lord. Help us to trust in you and not in man, not in anything, but to place our faith and trust in you and that your mercy would be poured out on us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.